The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. Okay, Recovery Share, uh, Recovery First Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd. What we do here is I just kind of share from my heart. I put it out here, and if people listen, I hope that they get something from this. And what I want to share about today is change. Please, God, no, not again. Is that how you feel when you know that you're, like your life is is going through a major change, and you're going and because it's you, you know it's been you you kind of known what to expect on a daily basis, and then all of a sudden it's like your life just kind of it's, it's you're going through this bit you've got a big change, and um, that's what I'm going through. I'm going through. A big, big change in my life. I was sitting here every morning. I try to meditate every morning. I try to write and I found myself this morning struggling to get through my meditation. I'll do like a 10, 15 minute meditation, struggling to get through that. Didn't finish that. Tried to do some writing and there's so much in my brain. There's so much going on that I just can't really process things. I can't really, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's, uh, there's a lot of emotion. All that is going on because uh, there's a major change coming in my life. And, and it's not just that it's like, there's a major change coming in my life, but I really feel like um, God is shifting me. And I don't, and I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know what to expect of that. I'm 55 years old. My wife's 54. Um, for the last 10 years, I have been running Freedom Recovery Center. We we started it. It's really grown into something special. I met with the guys yesterday, and a lot of them were like, you know, we've been to a lot of places, but this is a very, very special place. And I really, really, really appreciate that. I think I need to go in there more and just sit down and talk with them and do one-on-ones with them. It's been a couple years since I did that, um, but I'm doing that again and and, and getting more hands-on uh, because, you know, and I never thought in a million years that when I started doing this in 2011, that 10 years later, I would have someone who has come up through the program you know, I'll share a little bit about him. I don't want to, but, but he, uh, he was getting a divorce. He had nowhere to live. You know, his wife was like, you know, we're done. To make a long story short, he ended up staying there four years. I told him, I told him a little bit into coming there. I said, I just don't think this marriage is over for you. And, 
few years later, maybe a couple of years later, he came to me and he says, you know, she's uh, she's withdrawing the divorce. And um, after four years of working for me and, you know, being a driver and doing and, and he ended up just really I, I, I'll say this. I never believed I never would have believed that I would have found someone that comes that came up through a recovery program that I just absolutely love and appreciate and trust with everything through the years, through the seven years that this guy has worked for us. I mean, he has had my back like nothing you've ever seen. He has watched over our place financially like nothing you've ever seen. He's just a very, 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 he's become a very, very dear friend of mine and, and, and he's moving. His wife has gotten a, a, a really good job and I'm happy for him. Um, but I don't know what I'm going to do without seeing him on a daily basis. He is going to be still, there's a lot of things that we do really over the phone and remotely. Um, and he's going to be doing that. So he is going to still be working for us, but I won't get to see him on like almost daily basis kind of th- or thing like I did for a long time. And, and um, so, yeah, just a lot of change. And I tell you what I go through when I go through this. And, uh, and I did, and I do want to say that, that he went back to his, going back to what I was, I mean, he went back to his, his wife and, his his son had not talked to him in years, and now his, he and his son are just the best of friends. And his son has graduated from uh, the University of South Carolina, and he's just he's exceptionally smart, just like his dad. And um, the whole family, I just look at them and go, "What a restoration, you know." And and of course, God God did it, but he you know, but he did it through a vessel called Freedom Recovery Center. And not only that, he's a big part of my life. So things change. And every time I go through this, I sit here and I, and I just feel like, oh, my God. And I, it, seems like through the, it seems like through the years of recovery, I wouldn't feel this way. Oh, my God, what's this going to look like on the other end? You know, am I going to be out in the middle of the Mojave Desert? starving and, you know, gasping for water, gasp, you know, just kind of like, I, I, you know, why is it that every time I go through these big changes that I feel like God is just going to just abandon me sometimes? And I, I think it's just a part of being human. I've been praying a lot and asking God why and, and, and everything else. But bottom line is, as through my recovery, Every time this happens, it seems like God takes me to something else just better. And what that's going to look like, I don't know. So I'm trying, you know, I'm, tr- I'm ha- trying to have faith that, that, that definitely God is in control. You know, in that third step, we, we made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. And, you know, that's the part I struggle with. I struggle with that word in that third step. And it's life. Life means everything, everything in my life. I struggle sometimes to turn over money situations or, you know, because that's mine. Right. Or I, I, I struggle to turn over maybe business things because I, I, I take it on as it's mine, but nothing is mine. And I have to remember that God is very much in the middle of this very much in the middle of this. 
There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of like, who's going to take care of this part of the daily operations? Because he took care of all that. And, and of course, what I did was, you know, I was, uh, you know, kind of the face and out here. And, and But that's OK. That's OK. I'm not going to get dropped off a cliff. I'm not going to get dropped off in the middle of the deep blue sea or the Mojave Desert or whatever. I have to tell myself that that has never, that really has never happened. It has, it has never happened. But every time I go through this, I feel like I'm, I go through these periods where I just feel like I'm damned, you know, like, like I'm stuck here. And, and I mean, even like, I have to remember that every time I've gone through these major changes, if I put one foot in front of the other, if I don't pick up, if I continue to work these principles in all my affairs, if I continue to write in this godforsaken book, <laughs> step book, if I continue to talk to my sponsor, if I continue to be honest with people, with my network, if I continue to go to meetings and I continue just to let people know where I'm at. And it's funny when I said that, someone popped in my head and I thought to myself, I need to call this person because I think that they would be a good person for me to call, to talk to about this. Amazing. God's telling me to call, reach out to this person for help. And I think that's what I need to do is take his directions. Real hard, clear in my head. But and, and like listening, but I'm just going to continue to try. I hope this helps someone today, and, and uh, I hope you will listen to our podcast on Recovery Shares. I'd like to get some more of my folks that are in recovery to, uh, to do these. I'm, I'm, I'm coach, coaxing them along because I got some really cool people that have some really awesome recovery in my life. But I uh, just want to sign off. Thursday nights at 7.05 p.m., we have, we have our kind of our recovery heroes. We have them on. We talk with them, people in the community, people all over the country we're, we're going to be talking to that are doing amazing things in recovery and in their communities and to help those who struggle with substance use disorder. So tune in at 7.05 on Thursdays and uh, hear, from, hear from some of these great people. but. I'm going to get on with my day. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, and I'm just going to trust God today. So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation. Um, you know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers, to help other recovery housing operators 
to help mentor them, um, to help to advocate for them. And one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting naloxone into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville. And, you know, all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting naloxone into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them, train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.